You're listening to the Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture. Coming to you from Hawkins Labs in the Upside Down. Let's just dive right in. Vocal Fam, here we are. Uh, Sarah and I are joined on... um, the 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 first the second time in 2020, Alan, we did this the first time right before the pandemic. So I don't know if this That's is good right. luck or bad luck. <laughs> hopefully uh, it's good. Hopefully it's good, and and somehow it'll bookend what's been the middle of 2020. Uh, we had uh, Alan Henderson, executive director of National Association of Teachers Singing, on in January, I think, or. I, I think it was January. Um, Probably. To start to talk about how we were all going to be in Knoxville. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember when it we were all going to be in COVID. Knoxville in June? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You remember that, Alan? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Alan, we've lost Uh-oh, you. We lost a We sound. lost you. <laughs> we lost you. What happened? <laughs> anyway, we were just joking that uh, back, in, back in January, pre-pandemic... We had Alan on, uh, and uh, everybody was hopeful, and we were all going to see each other in Knoxville, and it was going to be great. And remember how we were all going to see each other in Knoxville, Alan? Oh, yeah. I remember that all too well. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, let's see. I'm going to guess that your 2020 was already going to be busy, but I'm going to say that your 2020 plan somehow changed. Yeah, yeah, they've changed a little bit. All of ours did. You guys yeah. too. You all been really busy, but yeah, it's uh, been a roller coaster for sure. A good one though. In the end, so far, I mean, in the end, you know, we've uh, had a lot of, a lot of really positive things happen in spite of, you know, the pandemic aspect of it, that's uh, right. and and the kind of uh, difficulties that that's presented for many of us. Yeah, so I mean, let's we're not going to dwell on it because obviously we've all been through it together. But you know, I just want to take a chance to applaud Nats and, and and you for your role in the leadership of of COVID resources, switching to a virtual conference. Um, what's it been like on the leadership side this year with with, with all the changes and, and and trying to organize all that? What, what's it been like? Well, it's been. Uh, at times extremely frustrating, at times extremely gratifying, and, uh, and at times very energizing. Uh, yeah. You know, it's uh, one of the things, the beauties about Nats is that we have a really great network of colleagues all really all over the world, uh, even though our Nats membership kind of is concentrated in North America. Uh, but, you know, our contacts are all over and we've built a great network. Uh, both with other sibling organizations, and uh, and that's allow that really allowed us to be uh, flexible and really jump on things when we decided, you know, we needed to lead on you know uh, in our profession, and so that really allowed us to immediately, you know, secure some partnerships and make those work and activate folks like you guys and. Uh, and some of our other colleagues who've done the research you all have been really engaged with, uh, all of those that we've been able to reach out to that are doing aerosol research, medical research, 
uh, it's really amazing to see uh, the family connections of some of our NATS members in the healthcare research area. Sure. Uh, you know, Heidi Moss's Heidi. brother and <laughs> her whole family, basically. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, hey, and, and people, you know, that uh, we've been able to intersect with uh, that we didn't even know, you know, we're, we're there and in the network kind of, or in the NATS network. You know? Lead us up to the May 5th webinar. How did that come about? Like, what was the genesis of, we know COVID's a thing, April's happening. We've heard about Skagit Valley. So how 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 does May five come about? Well, when we started, it really goes back to early March uh, because that's when you know, I kind of activated uh, my connections with uh, ACDA and Course America and Barbershop Harmony Society. And between the four of us, uh, we all had. Uh, a segment of the singing community that you know we served uh, primarily even though we had a lot of overlap between all those organizations right. and and we all had uh, kept up with one another and we met uh, and immediately started kind of discussing what we thought might happen all the scenarios that could happen yep. uh, right at that time ACDA was in the middle of all of their regional conferences because right. this is a regional conference year. Um, they were that week uh, was Southern Division. They were all getting canceled. And, yeah. uh, and they had made it through several, but then a couple they cut short right. uh, and, and shortened the, uh, the, the event. And so it was, uh, we, had, we all decided uh, among ourselves that we wanted to have a unified message to the singing community. And that we were not uh, equipped ourselves individually or really collectively to make medical pronouncements or uh, really talk about medical science right. uh, and all those things. So we really made a concerted effort to say we're going to not only stick to our lane relative to what we do and what our expertise is, but then we were going to definitely, you know, reach out through our networks to bring in the folks that, you know, the very best people we could uh, to the conversation that we thought would need to be had right. eventually. So as things progressed, you know, I began to reach out through through a couple of contacts, uh, and by the time, and of course, Nats began having a, a bunch of webinars ourselves from March till. May we had, by the time we did the May fifth one, we'd already had eight or nine. Yeah, I was going to say it was, uh, it was a bunch. You know, just Nat sponsored uh, uh, webinars of, of a, on a variety of topics that were relevant, and so. But as we kept planning and, and realizing where things were going, uh, then we began to say we really have to uh, kind of come together and and bring. We believed at the time that, that aerosols were an issue, uh, and many other people did, despite the politics of, of the issue. Right. Um, and so we knew that aerosols were an issue, uh, and we also, of course, knew that just vocal health was um, something that could possibly be impacted by COVID, uh, and that there were possible long-term impacts to uh, contracting COVID. And so, 
uh, we, you know, collectively uh, through one contact, uh, we're, we're able to reach out to Don Milton, who's the leading, you know, one of the leading researchers, uh, and and then of course Lucinda uh, Halstead is a longtime Nats member and yeah. contact with Nats and has talked at a variety of conferences uh and, and if you have dr also, mccoy's books she's the co-author of those voice health chapters and dr mccoy's right. released volumes two and three and she at the time was the president-elect of the performing arts medical medicine association and so she's now the president of that uh and so that was kind of our contact in there in th- through that with our partnership with uh, pama so that kind of uh collectively with uh, with the group cemented our you know our conversation so we met all of us did a pre pre meet we, we discussed some of the issues we uh, you know dr. Milton had a presentation uh, that that he had been working on and refining uh, and uh, and then Lucinda had re- reached out to a variety of, of people in, in the medical community in her network and through Pama and through uh, the Voice Foundation and others, and just began to kind of gather thoughts, gather where we were. And then uh, the, a couple of days before, we had a, a pre-meeting again and kind of cemented the direction of what would would be said. Obviously, uh, we didn't know what questions would be asked from people. We, we right. surmised some, of course, and... Uh, so we, you know, we did it on May fifth, yeah. and uh, you know, how many so, hundred thousand views now does it? Have? Yeah, we've had about two hundred and fifty to three hundred thousand views of that um, pod of that uh, webinar since then, yeah. um, and I think we're pushing half a million views of you know a variety of webinars that we've done collectively. And just so we can say it, how d- is the is the Nats COVID page public? Do you have to yeah. be a Nats member to access it? No, it's public. And, it's and, right and, on the front and, page. And what is if that you, web address? If you go to nats.org, uh, the big picture uh, menu there, the, as it rolls through, you'll see a COVID graphic, and you just click on that, and it takes you right there to the page. Sure. So you um, don't have to be a Nats member to access that. Anybody can... You know, if you're a department chair or you want your department chair wants to be able to look at it or something or a dean or a provost or or just a principal, a high school principal or assistant yeah. principal or something, they, anybody can look at it themselves. Yeah, and we've embedded now a, a, an Excel file that has uh, that Deanna McBroom, one of our members, uh, has ma- is maintaining on uh, a variety of links to research, to articles, to other uh, webinars and things as well. Uh, that she's been gathering and kind of added to uh, that that resource. So you can sort through that, look at the titles. They all have direct links to them. Yeah. So vocal fam, you got to be you got to be up on this. Now there have been so there have been then sort of two different studies. Is that fair to say two different one sort of organized at, at Boulder and Maryland. And then another one organized at Colorado State. Is that fair to say? They're, they, 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 I know yep. they're talking to each other, but they yep. are separate. Protocols. They are separate studies. That's right. When, uh, when we began, uh, when, when the Colorado and Maryland began collaborating, uh, as we kind of, after that 
after that uh, May 5th webinar, uh, we began to get involved in the beginnings of some of these research projects. And so um, Nats helped, has contributed to the funding for both of these studies. Um, and as well as many, many, many other organizations. Right, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, uh, and so the Colorado State was kind of the first one to kind of get off the ground. Uh, and then uh, they began, then they began to partner with Maryland to replicate the study uh, and kind of help uh, the, with the validity and the cross-checking of data. And so... They have, uh, then of course they came out with some information, and and not long after that, then uh, Colorado State uh, began a study with uh, John Vulcans, who uh, people have probably seen on a variety of webinars. He uh, is uh, has done a lot of, of testing of masks, and in fact, uh, when when the COVID crisis hit, the governor of Colorado uh, asked Colorado State his lab at Colorado State to become the state's uh, mask testing facility because they were, uh, as we all know, uh, without a national strategy to provide all of, all of the PPE needed, uh, states were left to kind of outsource their own products. Right. So Colorado, like a lot of other states, was get, you know, ordering masks from China, from here, from there, and uh, they wanted to make sure the product they were bringing into the state and then going to distribute uh, was, you know, not knockoffs and not poor quality and all of that. So every mask that they bought, a certain quantity went to John's lab. They used the same protocol that the NIH uses and uh, all the other the CDC uses to test uh, masks. And... So they are able to kind of, at, at the beginning of the pandemic, they were begin, able to verify that, you know, the product that the state was buying to distribute in the healthcare industry and other places, uh, primarily of N95 masks, um, was certified, I guess you could say, and, and of high enough quality to actually distribute and use. So it was great that he already had this uh, facility set up to do the mass testing. And then he's also had uh, some other supporters who have sent him. Uh, one supporter, I think, made handmade 24 different patterns of masks that were out on the internet that were available. This is weird. <laughs> fingers crossed. Listen, vocal fam. Sorry, we just had a little interruption in the middle of all this, but it was a good point. And listen, <laughs> if you're out there and you're struggling with technology, it's okay. So are the technology <laughs> people sometimes. Uh, of course, if you remember Alan's picture from the uh, boot camp, uh, maybe maybe you just <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. maybe you just have <laughs> mic cables w uh, uh, hanging all around you. Maybe that's the problem. Uh, maybe it is. Maybe uh, it is. Golly, gee willikers. Anyway, well, this is fascinating. Okay, I I'm 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 kind of glad to have the experience though. Ah, uh, the internet. Um, yeah. Well, you know. 
it's, well, and most of the time, all you were, like one of the best things to do is just oh, just leave and come back. Yep. <laughs> well, you know, it was funny Thursday evening. Sorry, vocal fan. This is off topic for just a second, but Thursday evening, I had my first uh, bad audio connection in Soundjack. Everybody's been Ooh. everybody's been complaining about Soundjack, this and that. Who even who have been trying to use it, and I've had like smooth seas, and then finally Thursday night, all of a sudden, everything was going wrong. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, but we just we just closed everything and we rebooted and we were fine. Yeah. Yep. Welcome to computers, everyone. <laughs> if you've never run a computer before, just turn it off and start <laughs> it again. Anyway, all right. So, Alan, you've had an interesting experience recently that you wanted to share. So, so how, you know, talk us through that. Did you have to travel to do it, or how'd that come about? I actually did. So uh, we were talking uh, on the Colorado State study. I was asked to be on the advisory board for that study back in the summer. So we had a, uh, a quite a few meetings, trying to developing the protocols, talking about what do we want to learn uh, from singers in particular was, of course, my interest uh, and. So, uh, yeah, I took a trip to Colorado State uh, just two weeks ago, so uh, the, the first week in October, and uh, we and I went through the protocols for the testing that we're doing uh, through this study. So there, um, yeah, so I had not been on a plane since February of last year. Which was strange uh, for you, I'm sure. It was very strange. And uh, I must say, I've never been on a cleaner plane. I'm sure um, that's probably true. I have, you know, things in the airports were relatively good. Uh, of course, traffic is lighter, so there weren't as many people. Nice. Um, I, I, I am a loyal Delta customer uh, when, I, when possible, and they're one of the airlines that has uh, dedicated themselves to uh, not not selling middle seats and things like that. Uh, so I felt good about that. Um, and so I, I flew from Savannah to Atlanta and switched planes through, flew out to Denver and uh, made a quick trip uh, to run through the protocols. So, um, so walk yes. us through, what did you have to do? So uh, the facility is, uh, if any of you have ever been in an industrial refrigerator, uh, you know, in a big industrial kitchen at a church or yeah. food pantry or something like that, uh, then that's basically what this chamber was, uh, a repurposed um, industrial-sized freezer. Uh, freezer or refrigerator. Uh, so, you know, it's got plenty of insulation. It's got all the kind of doors that they've put in it to, uh, to isolate things. And uh, so the chamber is retrofitted with some windows, of course, and, uh, and then all the instrumentation is inside uh, uh, that's collecting data. And then uh, the monitors are outside. And, uh, and so they have a little intercom system. Uh, the chamber is set up uh, with uh, a floor that has perforations in it so it's kind of like uh metal tile squares with you know little holes all in it and that's where uh they they pull air out of the room from the floor and then in the ceiling there are a series of uh of tubes that bring fresh air in 
And so uh, then that that unit is is running constantly or at, at intervals uh, based on how much how fast they want to cl clean the air uh, and and then the instrument itself uh, is basically a huge I'm using all these kitchen analogies but that's really what it is <laughs> it's like I'm in the big industrial kitchen yeah and I really need a big huge funnel that's about 18 inches in diameter at the top you know and then it goes down and that's basically what what uh what every person is playing or singing into and they can adjust the height of that for, to be at a bell for a, a french horn uh you know or in my case of course uh right aligned with uh, my head mm -hmm. and uh so inside the little funnel then is the uh the instrument that, that basically collects the aerosols that you are emitting as you sing or, or speak. And uh, so uh, since the, obviously we've all seen uh, other instruments that, uh, you know, collect other kinds of data. Um, you know, we've seen some of those lovely films of the mirrors that show the radiation uh, of, of aerosols and of, of body heat, etc. cetera. Uh, but this is primarily just collecting the aerosols. And then uh, for, for part of the uh, protocol, they also had uh, a, a magnet that was kind of pie-shaped uh, that had on it a series of pieces of paper which were uh, attached strategically and you laid that down in the bottom of the funnel and that was uh, during a couple of the segments used to uh, measure the larger particles that like fall droplets, that yeah. drop the droplets and so they were able to uh, to do that as well for every subject that comes in and to do a segment there where they can kind of see some of the uh, collect some of that data as well um, so what did, out of curiosity, like, what are they, uh, what are they having people sing? So, uh, we discussed a lot of different things and some of you, you, you were one of them, but some of my Facebook friends, when I was kind of getting down to the nitty gritty of, okay, what exactly should we have singers do? I yeah. asked the community, the greater community, oh, what kind of things do you want to hear? What do you want to know? Uh, our voice science committee folks, some of those chimed in on some things as well, uh, because we have a uh, we want to have a variety of people in there, both in age. I was going to say they're getting the different ages, of, right? Mm -hmm, and yeah. the the kinds of style that they sing. Sure. So uh, we picked a couple of music theater and and um, a music theater piece, uh, a uh, more of a jazzy piece we have a couple of classical pieces mm -hmm. um and then we have a variety of uh, vocal exercises we 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 gave people the op the opportunity to do kind of what they do for a while for a segment sure, sure. um when they're warming up uh we started off with them doing uh, just some lip trills That's at very good. at varying um like I did, I did it soft. I did it kind of medium. Mm -hmm. I did it very loud, mm -hmm. uh, and then did some raspberries and mm -hmm. some exercises Excellent. on those with vocalization. We've been talking uh, about not doing those, perhaps in the era of COVID. But yes, yeah. 
Yeah. And just to see, of course, what what right. that produces. And and I'll say that every one of these activities that I'm talking about, uh, I did one segment masked and one segment unmasked. So I that, see, I see. Mm-hmm. So that we can see. And they also have asked every uh, every subject to uh, donate one of their masks to science, but sacrifice oh. it on the altar of science. So we're, we were bringing the masks, the kind of masks that we were wearing every day. Got it. Yeah. And uh, so not only are we kind of collecting, you know, real data from people and kind of how they are living their life out during this time as singers, um, we're also then, of course, seeing more and more uh, types of masks and their efficiency or lack thereof, depending on uh, the kind of data they get. So, uh, so we... I went in, I did lip trills, I did uh, raspberries, and each of these activities are either done in two-minute or four-minute segments. Okay. So depending on the, the activity, they're asking subjects to do this certain thing for two minutes, this other thing for four minutes, and between each of those, there's a segment of time in which you just sit over in the corner and let the air exchange, exchange in the room. Uh, so, so this it, whole process takes about two hours uh, oh, wow. of time with all of the, you know, waiting between segments uh, of, of doing the different activities. And then I did, uh, you know, the warm-ups uh, that, and I did some things like um, uh, just some five-note scales on E, A, and A. I did that. I also tried to do the... Uh, one of the things we try to encourage people to do is start at a certain place and make sure you're kind of getting up into your upper voice mm-hmm. uh, where some of your production may change. Uh, and that way, uh, we feel like we'll get some good data about the broader range of the voice and not just have everybody kind of do middle voice or low voice mm-hmm. kind of things. Uh, so there when I and then I did uh, you know I love to sing da 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 sure. nice oh, yeah. easy uh, and then we did a couple of arpeggio uh, exercises um, and then uh, sang I think I sang a present rêve sure. uh, and then uh, everybody's doing happy birthday oh sure for a segment mm-hmm. and singing it a variety of ways, mm-hmm. loud, soft, mm-hmm. fast, slow. Um, and then we, then everybody read a passage um, okay. several times uh, for, well, over and over for a, a time segment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I also tried to uh, do some of those things in a little more breathy production, a little more pressed production. Yeah. Uh, and so, even though I was just going up by half step, each of those were something a little bit different about them. Sure. So they can go back and align the audio with, you know, the data that they got from those varying types of vocalizations. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can just see, I can see 25 years from now, the wall of masks 
collected from this study. Uh, the people's masks who were donated all laminated in like one giant glass case on a wall, uh, noting the participants, uh, n- not with their names, but subject four and, yeah. their, and their mask. Uh, now, are, I know one of the requests was to also be able you mentioned age ranges to be able to get some like children because of kids choirs and stuff like that Uh, i also know as a researcher how difficult it can be to get uh irb (laughs) approval for under 18 or over 65 i mean uh i do know that they have gotten approval for to have some uh younger under 18 uh, subjects great i'm not sure how young they're going to go okay Uh, but we're planning to run 100 you know, subjects through this, okay. uh, and twenty between twenty and thirty of them are going to be singers. Excellent. Now, one of the good things about this study, I think, from a singing standpoint, is that every subject is going to sing to some extent. Um, they're going to either do "Happy Birthday" over and over oh, in the instrumentalists. Like, oh, so, I see. So we we'll get uh, and and then we have we've already had some folks that sing on Broadway who happen to live in Colorado. Sure. That have mm-hmm. done it. Uh, met chorus person. Uh, you know, so we've had uh, a wide variety of people in already. Uh, I connected them with Amy Woods, who runs Magnolia Music Studio in in Fort Collins, uh, and she has a wide variety of age range of students but also folks that sing a variety of styles mm-hmm. sure uh, and then uh and then they also have some you know children's courses and youth courses in town and a couple of high school programs uh that they're getting subjects from as well good in, in addition to kind of the college and the professional and well there were even one of the sponsoring groups was the one of the high school organizations wasn't it um, yeah, uh, yeah i think so uh yeah and so we, you know, they, uh, I was number 28 uh, that's been through the protocol. So. There you go, IRB folks. He is self-identifying <laughs> yes, as I see my 28. number 28 They'll still probably the randomize montage. it, but oh well. Okay, there you go. Um, and anyway, the uh, they had a little delay because of the wildfires and the smoke. Because once the smoke uh. level gets a little high, they can't do any testing oh, in certain gosh. days in fact the day i got there uh, it was beautiful and clear uh you know it's on the front range fort collins uh and i got up the next day the day i was leaving and there the mountains had disappeared i was like well where'd oh. they go and it was so smoky you couldn't even see the mountains uh, oh my so gosh. i think the, there was a one of the fires was about 25 miles away over the oh. you know over the mountain yeah but uh that so on some days that's got that's put them a little behind but they're trying to hopefully run the rest of these people through the rest of the, of the month of October and have most of the data collection done by then and now correct me if i'm wrong but this is the this is the group that did release some preliminary data on masks or was that they, from they Boulder? did no that's here they nice. did that on the mask we did that uh, a few weeks ago a few weeks back and, yep they uh, did that and uh, and then uh, we we've subsequently you know put that on our page as well mm-hmm. um, is that on the Nats YouTube channel as well it is on there it's okay. on there as well uh, and also one of the nice things that John did as a part of that podcast is he has a really nice document that uh, that has all the data 
uh, from that mask testing. Mm -hmm. And you can sort it by different kinds of masks and see the efficacy and the efficiency of of those. Yes, that was I found I found that helpful. It is helpful yeah. and you can sort it, you know, you can look at the kinds of masks you wear every day yeah. and whether you know whether they're good or not. And uh, so it that's going to be or it already has been a valuable document for for a good number of people. Uh, you know, unfortunately, he's didn't find that that kind of singer branded mask that that we've yeah. all, yeah. you know, been hearing about were functioning very efficiently correct th if i'm wrong but the 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 what their their two biggest recommendations were tight fit and multiple layers is that correct mm -hmm. that seemed and, to be you know first of all any mask is better than no mask well right so, yeah. and then so um yep so the tight fit you know the tightest tighter the fit of course the less leakage you'll have right um and then the, the number of layers and the type of material uh, are, you know, the next factors. And, of course, they've been doing a lot of discussion of MERV material, uh, integrated material, and that kind of thing. And one of, the, one of the things that was a lot, you know, was discussed a lot was, well, can't we just have a slot in there that we can just kind of, like, slip a piece of filter in there and out wow. and you know while that sounds like perfect that that'd be great uh you know john and others are kind of of the opinion that well you know everything's gonna follow the path of least resistance so mm. if you have a little square of material you know that's just over where your mouth is in your mask uh it it's going to create more resistance and when you breathe in that air is just you know going to go around that Piece, mm -hmm. And then when you expel air, it's, you know, going to do the same thing. It's going to follow the path of least resistance. And so your real efficiency from using some type of f filter material is for it, you know, to be embedded in the, embedded mask. In the embedded. entire mask. Uh, and so I do think in talking with John uh, when I was there that uh, there's a good feeling that with the research that's been done there uh, so far and some of the results of what they found there is some good data that will help uh, you know even the singer mask folks uh, improve their design and improve yeah. their product uh, and make it better in future runs of you know of production so that's one of the things we're you know hoping for and feeling that some of this data will will help with absolutely and i mean you know I, I i think it's you know it's something we all need to know about right now because very unfortunately we're not at the end of this thing yet and i know that pandemic fatigue we're past that just past that six month mark and everybody's just kind of desperately wanting it to go back to normal and back to this and that and the reality is, Vocal Fam, we're we're not there yet. We're just not there yet, and we can want whatever we want. But like, even in a small, little, mostly rural state like Mississippi, we had 900 new cases yesterday, and 16 deaths yesterday. Hmm. Um, and uh, 
But that's not going to push us toward herd immunity either, because it would take us six years to get to herd immunity at that rate. So, um, you know, we, we're, we're not there yet. So we need this information very badly. Um, you know, uh, how has your uh, teaching year been so far? You know, with, you know, what sort of protocols do you all have in place at, at Georgia Southern? What, what's been going on there? Well, uh, this summer, of course, we had a lot of discussions about what to do. Um, and I think we've, from the voice standpoint, uh, we've been using um, SoundJack and we have uh, a variety of rooms set up in uh, our building. We have about, I think about 18 rooms set up and in those rooms Incredible. we have um you know in all of our teaching studios then we were able to repurpose some max uh imax that were that our tech uh faculty member had not surplused yet uh he's very good about that <laughs> uh about hanging on to things uh and if he can and uh, so John Thompson is, is my colleague and he and his GAs uh, set up our rooms and then we have uh, five or six rooms for students to go to and then all of our accompanists and in their studios have, uh, have an iMac and a setup as well. And then of course we have audio interfaces, microphones, uh, headphones, every, you know, all the students really the only the only expense a student had if they needed it was to get a new pair of headphones if, yeah you know if if their particular brand that they already had or earbuds or whatever didn't work yeah um so we also of course uh you know all of our teaching days are longer because we're leaving uh, based on the air exchange in our building and our rooms uh we're leaving 30 minutes mm -hmm. of of dead time in yep. every room uh that every teaching room so that you know i'll teach my hour lesson and then i'll have a 30 minute break and then i'll teach another hour lesson i have a third so you know it's not like i don't have anything to do in, in those 30 minutes but right. it does spread out the uh you know the day and you know we're not obviously teaching on you know our usual start on the hour times and things like that so sure. it's like a little adjustment but uh our students have obviously you know we like everybody else we're doing the zoom thing back in the spring so um my colleagues and i really have appreciated the quality you know the audio quality that we've been able to have uh we as a, you know those that follow all of our sound jack discussions uh we're not using fast music boxes we, we've <laughs> not had to do that uh where we are uh, yet <laughs> and, i should you, say and yet, you are blessed you know? for it i think and, and it has been easier it has been much easier implementation uh, uh, yeah. we were actually using the 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 uh no server version actually is what we had been using at the very beginning of the semester now we we're just switching to the new stage um and so we're just getting used to that and i i mean i i seem to like it i've connected and it seems to work well and yeah. you know i've got my group set up with yep. my students in it yep and all of that so um you know it 
I haven't had, I didn't experience a lot of the frustrations that a lot of you experienced recently with the fast music box transitions and all the kinds of changes that happened. And I sympathize with all of you who have had to, you know, deal with that recently. Well, but it seems to have smoothed out. And, yeah, it, you know, it, it, it has. So. And actually, it's funny when the transition happened, I wasn't even using my fast music boxes. And so I'm actually for the first time sort of all semester in the last couple of weeks, I've been using mine on campus, uh, trying to get ready for, to do these recordings of, of our recitals coming right. up. And, uh, that's been a little bit of a, I've had some recent adjustments that I've had to, uh, that I've had to endure, uh, a little bit. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's fine. It's all, it's all fine. But I think our, uh, you know, our students have adapted well to it. Sure. Um, yeah. And, mine too. Um, I'm finding I don't think I'm getting as much quite as much accomplished as quickly as I normally would. That's just me. Yeah, uh, I think it varies by student for me. Yeah, I think it varies by student. Um, that makes sense. I think the ones who were already really motivated have been really fine. Fine, and s I think I've struggled with a couple who maybe aren't as motivated. So you know. Yeah. But that's true anyway. Any, even if we were sure. face to face, definitely. You know, yeah, we would we would have that issue no matter what. <laughs> right. Sure. I mean, we can't uh, we can't do anything about that. Uh, yeah. So you know, what, so what's on the horizon with all of this with Nats? I mean, you know, wh uh, where do we go now? Like, you know, I know yeah. you've been part of weekly conversations with like different organizations about different performance opportunities and, and what different organizations like NOA and, and, and all these different kinds of things. What, what's sort of on the horizon given where we are now? I know Nats just announced the possibility for students to audition for a whole bunch of summer programs all at the same time. Yeah. Uh, what else is, you know, on the horizon? Well, I think one of the things that I know we're all seeing is, is this kind of wave effect. Um, right. You know, I mean, this this past week when we're recording this, uh, you know, Broadway just announced another extension to being closed. You know, right. The Met announced their closure, a couple, you know, a week or so ago. So every time there's a wave of these, it uh, it sends a little bit of a psychological shock through the community, the greater community, uh, and that then has a little bit of a ripple. Of, I mean, the big, the big organizations make some pronouncement and that impacts then what many of the smaller, medium-sized and smaller organizations then follow along and do because right. it, uh, it impacts their decisions as well. And if they're a union house or they're involved with unions at all, it then complicates the situations uh, from from a, a safety standpoint, right? And I do think uh, that we're going to have to have a lot more discussions about uh, psychological uh, balance. How, you know, how are people dealing this? We did some of this early on, right? Uh, and we had some experts come in, but I, I think knowing what we know now, knowing uh, that we're still you know, a ways away from emerging to whatever uh, I come, I've come to call it the now normal. Uh, and, yeah. uh, and, you know, whatever our now normal will be in eight months or 16 months. Uh, and so 
I think we're going to have to uh, mobilize some of the mental health uh, colleagues that we have and really uh, develop some resources that are going to be of use not only for the teaching community but the singers themselves. How can we partner with other organizations and develop relevant and timely resources that help uh, build resiliency? I mean, I think our, our community, uh, for the most part, because of what we do uh, in the singing profession, whether we're teaching or whether we're singing professionally, uh, if we have any modicum of success, uh, there's an aspect of resilience that is built into our training. That's right. And uh, so that has served a lot of people well uh, up to now. Uh, but I think we're going to have to really work to to find those resources and, and create, even if we have to create some specific resources for our community so that we can do that. Um, it's a really great word for today because the day we're recording this is Mental Health Awareness Day. Ah. So, so, so timely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And timely. so, you know, I, I think that's going to be a, a, a lot of our discussion in the coming months, actually, is, is how can we provide some of those resources. Um, and obviously, uh, we... We talk about this uh, on various forums all the time about, uh, you know, how as a voice teacher, we're not professionally equipped to be licensed professional counselors. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. we need oh, to gosh. reach out to our, you know, colleagues and our professional colleagues and really um, develop the partnerships that we need that can be effective and that we can use. So, we're, you know, we're going to be doing some of that. Uh, we just announced... Um, the recipients of our first ever uh, Nats mentoring program for composers. Saw that. Uh, and that's very exciting. We have 10 black composers uh, who were selected, and they're going to be mentored over this coming year by you know some leading composers, Jake Heggie, uh, Lori Laitman, you know, whole, a whole host of them uh, who, who are really invested in this opportunity and then that's going to culminate uh with a concert on the cincinnati song initiative the final concert of their season in may where there will be a concert of all of these new works from the mentees that they have uh, been working on as a part of this project and it's been a really really wonderful project and i'm really excited that uh, nats could be a part of of this specific uh aspect of of mentoring young composers, but even more importantly, um, that we were able to emphasize this first year, uh, providing opportunities for black composers, especially. Absolutely. Fantastic. What Um, other, what other deadlines do we have coming up? So, uh, yeah. uh, Intern programs, deadlines coming up. The Nats intern program deadline is uh, December 15th, I believe. And then, uh, related to art song, we have our art song uh, composition award that's every year, and that's uh, submissions are open on that till December first, I believe. December one. So, those two, you know, annual things, um, we're we're going to do everything we can to make the intern program a live experience next summer. I was going to ask. Um, yeah. We uh, had a had a a, a site uh, chosen, and that site they were kind of waffling and worrying about some of the things on their campus 
Uh, so uh, Karen Brunson, who's the, now the coordinator of that this year, uh, asked me if I would host it at Georgia Southern. So we're going to host it at Georgia Southern this summer. Um, but you're running two programs, right? We're also going to ru run last year's uh, mm -hmm. that was canceled. Uh, and so that one is at the University of Dayton. And so that will happen in uh, late May. And then the one that's actually this year's class will happen in early June. And so, uh, so we're going to do everything we can here where I am to, uh, you know, make it safe and find yeah. you know, the, the mix of things that we need to do um, to, to make it safe. We um, have done, a, I think, a, a credible job on our campus overall uh, with, you know, over 20,000 students. Um, yeah. You know, we had a little bit of a, issue, uh, a spike early on, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I'm, I'm really proud of our music students, especially. I uh, think me too. they've really uh, taken to heart the message that we sent them early on that, yeah. you know, this is important. If you value your opportunity to be here on campus <laughs> and not spend another half a semester, a whole That's semester right. uh, at home uh, online, then we got to behave. Yeah, we got to yeah. do all this stuff. And uh, so, and I think our community uh, has done pretty a good job, despite the fact that I do live in Georgia. Uh, and plenty of people have heard that. about Georgia uh, throughout all this. I have no uh, comment. It is it has been a struggle, I must say. It's um, just so different. Yeah, yeah, it is. There's, uh, um, yeah. I think, one of the things of 2020 has been the the very strange cognitive dissonance for many of us. Um, and because in Mississippi, I don't think there is a pandemic anymore. So um, it's, uh, it's just a very strange time to be alive for, for many of us. And uh, such, such odd, odd times we live in. And yeah, and I think, uh, you know, we're, for those who, you know, followed patterns last spring, uh, you know, while many, I was sitting here kind of wondering last spring because, there weren't very many cases early on in Georgia and right. Georgia was at the end of the kind the of first wave. wave. It really didn't, didn't impact us. And so, I mean, as extensively, you know, and certainly not where I am. And so we were sitting here, you know, watching the news, waiting, 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 you know, and finally it comes. And so now, of course, the numbers are, are, you know, still not great, but they are on the downward side, you know, on the downward, yeah. trending downward, let's say it that way, yeah. right now. Um, Thinking of our colleagues in Wisconsin right now, where they're yeah. not doing well. And so, you know, I've spent this week uh, reminding quite a few people that, you know, remember we were the last to get it the first time right. in yeah. the first waves. And so don't let down your guard. I, I had a... Uh, you know, my first experience, uh, live music experience. Singing, yes, I saw uh, that this week. You were all tested performers and Savannah Philharmonic. <laughs> uh, they have an annual event uh, that's called Picnic in the Park at Forsyth Park. If you've ever been to Savannah, that's the kind of iconic park with the big fountain where all the photos are taken of Savannah. And uh, they weren't going to obviously be able to have that live. So they were filming it. Uh, with the local television station. And then they also uh, do the Carnegie Hall link-up program uh. with, and, as their education program. So 
Uh, I was asked to do all the singing aspects of the Carnegie Hall uh, event, and so we recorded, uh, they recorded 11 or 12 segments, but uh, I was only singing on five of those, I think, uh, for the, the Carnegie Hall aspect. So they're going to produce that and use that in their educational outreach events Excellent. this year. So yeah, so we all you know, arrived and they did the rapid testing uh, on the rehearsal day. Uh, and so we, you know, all got our results in 15 minutes or whatever. Um, and Excellent. so, you know, and then they had everything distanced. Everybody was, and we did it outside. It was on, on a, uh, in a park. Uh, and so all the filming was done outside as well. So, uh, and everybody wore masks if they were, you know, didn't have their, mouth in their instrument right uh, mm-hmm. right yeah and Excellent. so uh you know I, I was pleased with what they put in place you know to, to keep everybody safe and of course we didn't have an audience sure. there at all sure uh mm-hmm. while we were while we were doing that so yeah. so that was uh yeah so it was you know great to actually make some live music with an orchestra and all of that uh so you know it's i think we're finding ways to make it make it work and, Absolutely. Uh, you know, a lot of our colleagues are doing great, great things all over and finding just some amazing ways to keep the music going. And whether it's, you know, online technologically, whether it's live opportunities like I just described. Yeah, um, that's right. You know, it's um, we, we are a community of innovators and uh, and folks that can find ways to get things done creatively. And that's right. I think that's uh, one of the, that is what is going to get us through this. I think I agree. Really, uh, totally. I, I agree. Uh, so, right. you know, we'll, we'll keep moving on. I think, uh, you know, the things that we just talked about that Nats is doing, or, you know, we're going to find ways to, we have our winter workshop coming up, of course. In now January. that's virtual, right? We're going to do that virtual. Okay. We just felt like that was the best choice uh, right now. And, and most of our audition events, whether they're chapter region events, uh, are are happening virtually uh, this fall for sure. Yeah, and many of the spring folks have already decided to do theirs virtually as well. Somehow, I um, got tapped as a technology czar for our region conference. Ah, well, Don't I know. wonder why. I have no idea. Czar, <laughs> that sounds powerful. I, that sounds powerful, Nick. Uh, <laughs> I believe me, I'm not. Because <laughs> I think we're just doing it on Zoom. So, like, what am I going <laughs> to unmute your mic? <laughs> You could make a series of posters. Nick <laughs> wants you to unmute your mic. Um, oh. So that, uh, and you know, so we've changed some of the regulations for auditions yeah. to allow folks to use recorded accompaniments and, you know, to try to make it accessible to people, not not uh, create issues of inaccessibility. Yeah. That's been mm-hmm. really at the forefront of what we've really tried to develop for this fall and for this year relative to auditions just to ensure mm-hmm. accessibility is there for uh, for all our singers and and our teachers as well and, uh, and so you know we're doing that we've got lots of conversations around our new strategic plan our um, we're doing some planning for uh, expanding into CCM categories and NATS auditions. Excellent. We've had some chapters and even some regions that yeah. have already been doing that so yeah. we're kind of mobilizing for how can how we can make that uh, a thing available to everybody uh, right. across the nats organization 
and provide audition opportunities for those who specialize in those genres as well. That's right. That's right. Um, and so, you know, it's uh, member dues, dues renewal time this it fall. Is. So I hope everybody will renew their dues. And um, we've had a really strong start to dues renewal. And every fall, uh, you know, we offer folks who want to join Nats at this time of year free membership for the rest of the year. So uh, those who want to, you know, jump on board, they can get the rest of this year basically for free and not have to renew for till the end of 2021. So you can go to nats.org and uh, fill out your membership application if you are not a member or do your dues renewal. And I think our dues renewal is including a $25 off code for the winter workshop. So if huh. you renew your dues before November 1st, I think it is, uh, we'll get some messaging out about that this week then uh, you'll Excellent. get a little follow-up email that'll give you a discount on registering for the, the winter workshop. So, you know, uh, there's a lot going on and there always is with Nats, but uh, right. I think we'll, you know, we'll, we'll soldier on. We'll find the uh, ways we're, uh, we're certainly, I'm certainly open to hearing from folks if there are topics or uh, issues that they want us to deal with in a webinar or in some other way uh, resources they feel like our community needs during this time, then I hope people will feel free to reach out and uh, and let me know. Absolutely. All right, before we go, give us one show you've binge-watched during quarantine. One single Netflix show that you've <laughs> binge-watched in, in quarantine. There must have been something, despite yeah, the fact there, that we've all been so been, busy. There have been several, but now you ask me and I draw a blank. <laughs> um, I was just watch. I was just starting to watch Ratchet. Uh, oh recently, yes, I've heard about which is this. Quirky but interesting. Yes. Uh, and I have not watched it. Yeah, Same. that was that was really good. Uh, no Shits Creek. You haven't finished. I have out. not. I mean, I haven't. I have watched Shits Creek, but I haven't watched the new. We're the latest, we're, we're the in the middle season. of the last season. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm wanting I'm wanting to get to that. Uh, my wife's been out of town this week, so I didn't want to start that without her. Ah, um, uh, yeah, smart. yeah, yeah, and uh, and get the wrath that would ensue. Sure, after that, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is mostly, you know, I am not a rewatcher kind of person. Me neither. And me neither. That is just like punishment to me. I, me too. I'm like, where's the new thing? So if if I start into something and then. My wife needs mm -hmm. to catch up. Then yep, you're not going to do it. It's it really her. boring for yes. me. Yes. <laughs> well, and we have the problem that my wife doesn't remember everything after she watches it. Like she'll enjoy <laughs> it and she'll watch it, and then she forgets it all. And so with Star Trek Discovery season three coming out, we're having to rewatch <laughs> season two so she can remember what in the world happened. And then we're watching it. And she goes, "Oh yeah, I sort of remember this." <laughs> <laughs> what else have you watched? Oh God, the list is, I can't yeah. even Endless. begin to, it's, it's, uh, there are things well, what, that what we What are some of your favorite ones? Oh, let's <laughs> see. Um, uh, I loved Perry Mason uh, ah. on HBO Now. I thought yeah. that was very well done. Um, let's see. I loved Schitt's Creek. We watched the entire thing during, during, mm -hmm. you know, this, this, this whole season of, of, of quarantine. Uh, th those were definitely favorites. We actually had never watched Star Trek Discovery before, and golly gee willikers, do I love Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, I'll have it's to watch lot. that. I have not watched um, that. It's good. It's 
fucking it's a Star lot. It's, it's so, it's but it's so fast paced. Like Star mm-hmm. Trek is usually. Like if we if if we're next gen fans, it's listen to this speech Patrick Stewart now right, gives, right, which is right. great. Um, which and it's great because we all love Star Trek for that reason. Discovery is kind of like the Game of Thrones version of Star Trek, yep. except without quite the sex and the violence. I see. Like I mean, there's uh, violence. There's there's violence. It's not yes, as gory. It's not it as gory is, though. It's still you know, when you zap somebody with some kind of electronic thing, you know. I mean, uh, there's some or like some wave generator then there's no blood right exactly exactly they just that's right disappear that's right uh, no there have just been so many i i can't even remember at this yeah point. that's my problem i've watched a lot of a lot of things uh, I, did, I watched not- literally hardly anything till ju- after july that's first. right. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to watch some things that's now. That's understandable. I think that's one of the reasons I kind of don't remember everything we did watch in like April, May, and June yeah. is because, well, we were getting ready for Nats National mm-hmm. and trying to make... See, I, I one of the reasons I feel for everybody going through all the low latency pains more recently was that I went through that in May. That was my yeah. May. Yep. <laughs> And uh, so I remember May, sort of, um, but that was my May. That was not my my beginning of my school year. Uh, but anyway. Yeah. So it. it uh, yeah. It, it's it's interesting what what we've spent our time doing. I do a lot of yard work, so you know I was oh. just out this morning doing yard work, and I did a lot of yard work over. You know. The right. times we were home yeah. Yeah. Uh, last spring, so that was kind of nice. Yeah, uh, that's right. So that was that was something enjoyable, other than watching TV. So. But not the not the summer mm-hmm. we all thought we'd have. The last time we did this podcast, no. that is definitely true. Yeah, here right took an interesting that. turn. So, all yeah. right, Sarah, what'd you have for breakfast? Oh, I had a protein muffin. Protein muffins. Ah, it's about as gross as it sounds. Back as it to being turns healthy. Out. Oh, jeez. I've been eating yogurt. That is healthy. Okay. But yeah, protein muffin. About as bad as it sounds as as it goes. So, it's quick. It's easy. Like it's one of those where like it's it's in the little like in a cup where you just add the milk and like microwave. So. I, it gets uh, the job done. It I'm, gets the job done. Yeah, like, my, I'm alive. My I'm son makes starved. these uh, brownie in a mug things. Those are uh, that's a thing. Yeah, my wife's a, made a I few of those. I cannot stand them. I mean, I just think they taste like it's not as good. Powder. Yeah, if you're gonna eat a brownie, just eat a brownie. Uh, we do need to get one quick prediction from you, Georgia, Tennessee. What's the final score? <laughs> ah. Ooh. Well, I have to say, Tennessee's going to squeak it out. Uh, Everybody on game day picked Georgia. So, 21 uh, to 20. Oh! <laughs> I, don't ah. I don't know. If you don't know... I'm, uh, I'm a little worried. but uh, Alan's a lifelong yeah. volunteer fan, so uh, if you yeah. didn't know that, uh, vocal fam. Yeah, I raised my son right, but he's at UGA now, and he's been, ah. tur- he's been turned. Oh! It's, ah. it's, 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 I Maybe there's hope for him after he graduates. I'm not Should sure make for fun watching here in a few minutes. I didn't. I didn't know. I don't know anything about football, and I did not realize that, like, in the process of working in admissions, I've actually met several NFL players. And my brother got very upset. That with seems me this right. Week for just being like, "Yeah, have you ever heard of this guy?" And he's like, "Uh, <laughs> yeah." 
he was like, what, what's wrong with you? And I was like, oh, I, I met him like a few weeks ago and like I gave him a tour. Like I had no idea. So Sarah, this sounds exactly like something that you would say. This is like, this I is like. I had no idea. I don't know the foot, football. Google search. Care. Google search. I, apparently Google that's search. what I need to start doing. Every time somebody <laughs> like comes through the school, I just need to Google them first. Because people at the school are like, uh, yeah, don't you like know their football? I'm like, no, I don't know anything about football. <laughs> this is kind of the, yeah, mm-hmm. this is kind of like the time I took you and Leah to Voice Foundation. I was like, hey, that's Johan Sundberg. Okay, but I knew who those people were. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, you show me a voice scientist, and I'm like, oh, wow. Or like, you know, if if one of them wants to come toward the school, then like, yeah, I'll know exactly who I'm talking to. It'll be great. Bring me, a, you know, someone singing up. A singer comes. I'm going to know who I'm talking to. Bring me a football player. And I'm like, this is the school. Rhiannon Giddens decides to bring her children to your school and yeah. you'll know who it is. But, I'll uh, know who it is. Right. Okay. All right. I'll so. be on top of it. All right, Vocal that's Fam. Good. That's it. Uh, we hope that, that you are staying well out there in COVID land. Alan, hang on for just a second. I'm going to just, just want to ask you something. Um, but, but we're out. Uh, thank you, Alan, for coming on and joining us. Yes. Always great to be with you. Thanks for having me. And uh, we'll we'll be back with you again, Vocal Fam. Talk to you soon.